Welcome to Car Talk with Manny J. Another Tuesday night, more car-related topics as we do every Tuesday night in the studio with Alan. What's going on? Not much. Uh, in honor of today's episode, I brought the Ford Falcon. Oh, there we go. Uh, he brought the Falcon out. Um, we got Nathan. What's going on? He's got chocolate. Yeah, much chocolate in his mouth. <laughs> and James and Memphis movies. What's happening? Nothing much. How you going? Not bad. Not bad. Um, tonight's show, we're talking, we're talking all things... Henry Ford and about the Ford Motor Company um, because uh, we're going to continue to, with our All About series and I think Henry Ford is one of the one of the geniuses and also um, he's pretty much responsible for the modern way of making cars cars and buying cars as well like the way we like you know the the annual mo- the annual models and and the production lines and the way people go to buy, you know, working class people go to buy. It's like he's pretty much responsible for that. He is. Um, and I don't think a lot, of people, a lot of people give him as much credit as he... Oh, okay. Well, they, well, yeah, which we'll they get do, to, but we'll highlight why. Which, we, yeah, we'll get to very shortly. But um, I was going to say, I, um, I'm trying to buy my partner a new car. And I, we'll start off with this. Now, I'm looking at an eye, Lexus IS300. So uh, it's got the 2JZ Super engine. <laughs> um, because someone uh, did a hit and run on her car and wrote it off. And I'm not very happy about that because her car was really good. But yeah, I, I took it for a drive, and it's, it's, it's the third one I've driven actually. They're really comfortable cars, and they actually surprisingly are not, are not too bad. I, um, I, I don't know if you guys have ever, ever been in an IS300. No, personally, I haven't, but uh, sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'll, after like, um, it's getting checked out by my, my, my mechanic tomorrow, and hopefully, um, hopefully it's good because uh, if it is, I'll, I'll have it for the show next week. And, <laughs> You you bought it for yourself, not I for did because it's two JZ man, two JZ. <laughs> so, so is that still the standard power output of the non turbo Supra? Uh, yeah, it's one fifty seven. One fifty seven, okay. Yeah, so uh, it's the VVT VVT engine, so it's a variable valve timing. But um, yeah, I just, just thought I'd bring that in because uh, if you if you if you've had an IS three hundred, uh, send us a message on on on, um, on our Facebook page so we can find out more about them because I'm I'm really interested about about these cars. Um, but we'll move it on. I know it just was a bit of a bit of a off, off tangent kind of thing, but I thought I'd start the show with with the car I've driven this week. Um, Henry Ford. So uh, this is all you need to know about Henry Ford. Born July thirtieth, eighteen sixty three, and died. And he died in uh, April seventh, nineteen forty seven. He was an American uh, captain of industry and a business magnate, the founder of the Ford Motor Company and the sponsor of the development of the assembly line uh, technique and uh, you know of mass production. Henry Ford. He he worked. He, he was he was an engineer uh, first and foremost, yeah. uh, and he he worked um, for actual Edison's um, car yeah. company on stage. Yeah, sounds like Tony Stark. He, um, <laughs> he's pretty. He's pretty industry. much. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like a Howard Hughes kind of. Um, you know. Uh, you know. Works his worked worked his way up. Actually, you know, Howard Hughes was always was he always rich. No, he was. He, he had not, money. He no, had no. Money. I think he came from money. Yep. But Henry Ford uh, was born on a farm. He hated farm. He, he hated farm work. Uh, he he um, became a machine machinist in Detroit, which of course is Motor City. Motor City, yeah. Um, and he had a uh, Westinghouse steam engine tractor on his farm, and then he worked for Westinghouse uh, as a uh, like repairing steam engines. And then he worked for the Edison company, company yeah. uh, where he met Edison. Sort of Edison was like, oh, I like your ideas. You go for it. Go for it. And then he made the Ford uh, Quadricycle, which was like his first kind of self-propelled vehicle. Two horsepower, I think. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Doing doughies in the quadricycle. <laughs> doing doing, doing nineties. Going side to sideways. <laughs> gutter to gutter. Or, or um, uh, barnyard to barnyard. <laughs> barnyard. <laughs> On those like thin wagon wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty much a bicycle. Just, just, just Pretty just much, yeah. It was like two two bicycles with a seat in the middle. Like, so, it's all, it's all so awesome. had four wheels. <laughs> um, he was a very interesting character, Henry Ford. Yeah. Um, very outspoken. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of ideas about like what the future should be and, and like how things should be run. And some of them were really good. Did relate to flying cars? <laughs> I don't think he. I don't that think far. he went that far. Um, the Wright brothers did. The Wright brothers. So you know, <laughs> some of the ideas were really, really good, and some of the ideas were really, really bad, <laughs> as we'll get into later. Um, but in terms of uh, in terms of where he stands for all of like as as a human uh, as and and as where we are, like the as, effect as, he had. I don't think anyone really, in terms of industrialization. I mean, there's there's very few people. It's like you know, like he's like the Disney or the Howard Hughes. It's like there's those really big, you know, guys, and he's like you know, maybe the top one. I'd say I'd say so. It's because of him we are what we are today. He's the Iron Man. Disney. Who's Disney? Captain America. Yeah, Disney's Captain America. <laughs> Howard Hughes is Hulk because he went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a... Uh, Who's Will Keith Kellogg? <laughs> oh, no, now we're not going to talk about the Kellogg guy. That guy was nuts. Exactly. That guy's one of... Who's the worst villain in, in the Marvel movies? Like, the absolute worst, like, craziest... Well, they're all pretty much the same, to like, be honest with you. I'm trying to think of the worst, most disgusting villain. That would be Kellogg. I can't believe the guy who made the breakfast cereal was an insane... We won't talk about that. We'll be that. See, I don't know that much about him. But oh, I, man. I, After the show, we'll talk oh, about it. We'll, if, if you're at home, you don't know... What's his name? Will... Will Keith Kellogg. Will Keith Kellogg, the guy who created cornflakes, was insane. <laughs> All right. Have he was also around the same era. So I guess he was a... Makes sense. A similar <laughs> Anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. So basically, his early life was... Yeah, he was born, he was born to... To pretty much farming parents, yeah. um, and they, they were they were uh, they were migrants from from uh, they came from Ireland, England. yeah. But they came from England, but they were originally from Ireland. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, so but basically, uh, he, he he was working. He worked as a you know, as a as an engineer. Yeah. Um, he did early experiments with gasoline engines before people were doing stuff like that. But before all that, he used to his father gave him a gave him a pocket watch. Yeah, yeah. And he um he learned to take that apart and put it back together. So he yeah. essentially he, he was a, like a, a watch a watchsmith watchmaker. Um and he's a all the people and all, all his friends and stuff he used to take their watches yeah. apart and put them back together. So he, he yeah, had a yeah, mechanical mind. mind. He yeah, had a knack yeah. for tinkering with things. Yeah. Well. He, he did something um I wish I had the ability to do this. Every time I, every time I go to do something, it ends up worse than it is. I do, but my um, severe case of the butterfingers uh, means yes. I'm often looking for things at the bottom of you know, trays and You know pans. what's good for that? Operation. Like the, you know, the game. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to learn. <laughs> Um, in 1896, Ford was introduced to Thomas Edison, as we, as we mentioned before, and he, and he really tried to push him to um, to, to succeed with with the with the yeah keep, it, keep experimenting. Um, Ford created the Henry Ford Company, uh, and after leaving it to his partners, it became it became the Cadillac comp- automotive automotive yeah. company. So I thought that was interesting too, because Ford's pretty much responsible for Cadillac as well. Yeah, because he is, created the Henry Ford Company, which you know his partners came in and then he left. And then they renamed it the Cadillac Automobile Company. So I just thought that was interesting. It, it, it's very interesting because in the chrono- chronology of Ford, essentially that means Cadillac, because b- before Ford started, technically it, first, yeah, because yeah. the Henry Ford Company isn't the Ford Motor Company. It isn't. That's yeah. before. It predates that. So Cadillac's before real Ford. So um, basically, the Ford Motor Company is 
one of the biggest companies in the world. Um, uh, Ford and uh, Malcolmson was reincorporated. Yeah, uh, so Ford and his partner, um, Malcolmson, sort of had their company, Ford and Malcolmson, uh, and then uh, they reincorporated that as Ford Motor Company on June 16, 1903. Ford also was one of the, own, the early, early backers of the Indianapolis 500. So he was into his racing. Yeah. Um, which a lot There's of people, a lot of stuff about racing that yeah we, didn't, we won't get to, but yeah, he was a really backer of all that stuff too. Yeah, and um, basically uh, the production system that Ford uh, exemplified. The, the reason why he's so so well known is it involves synchronization, precision, and specialization within a company. He basically made production lines work, yeah. and production lines are what they are today because of him. Everything to make the car was like in the factory. All the workers in the factory, everything was like smooth, one line. So. Um, yeah, he pretty much yeah set the standard for how cars are made. He did. Um, so, so if one day the robots take all your jobs, it's Henry Ford. <laughs> Actually, we'll talk about uh, Henry he's, he's Ford. He set it in motion. <laughs> we'll talk about how you know his relation to his workers as well. So, yeah, he was. Um, he was. He had a good. He had, he had a good heart in in some aspects. But we'll, <laughs> we'll get into. We'll, that. we'll get to. That. We're going to get to our first break. Um, because it is Christmas. Merry Christmas, lads. Merry Christmas. Merry, and Merry Christmas, Christmas to all you. All you guys at. All you guys at home. I want to play a song by Leona Lewis. Uh, I know she's a, she's a pop star, but um, she she does a, she wrote a song, or I think she wrote a song. Um, it's called "One More Sleep." It's a really really uh, cute Christmassy song, um, but she, she's got a really powerful voice, and I've been a big fan of Leona Lewis for a long time. So um, we'll be right back after this. Sorry, guys. Um, we had a bit of a te- technical drama with our music there. Uh, we'll just I think the good. I don't like Christmas We got hit music. by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> there is lightning all, all around the studio. My, Stormy my song coming. didn't work. So sorry. That was my I don't Christmas like Christmas, Christmas music anyway, so ha. Huh. It is a nice song. It, is, it isn't just exactly <laughs> fully Christmas. Well, we, can, we can sing it in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won. I won. Yeah. I won. Two, three. <laughs> we'll be called the, um, the 98.9 Northwest FM B-Sharps. <laughs> Um, we get back to to, to uh, Henry Ford because you know he he's, he was an incre- I think he was an incredible man. Um, yeah. Basically, the biggest thing that happened that made Ford so big was the Model T. Yeah. So the Model T was in- introduced on October first, nineteen oh eight. It had a steering wheel on the left, which every other company you know s- soon soon copied because usually by that time they're in the middle. Yeah. Um, basically, it, what, what was so so good about it, it was that it was really really easy and simple to use. Well, for back then, <laughs> um, easy to put together, ch- cheap when done quickly. Yeah, um, cheap to repair. Yeah, and affordable for working class people, which is very important. Before this, only super rich people could, could afford, afford an automobile, and now like more and more people could start driving a car, and so pretty much he's responsible for you know people like us. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being able to afford a car. Also, like in your mind, when you think of an old timey early nineteen hundreds car. You're probably thinking the Model T. That's the car, that pretty comes much. I mean, it, I think it had a stat where, like, I think eighty percent of cars on American roads were like Model something, T's. yeah, like something, something, like that. something nuts at one yeah. stage. That's what you call a monopoly on the market. Yeah, <laughs> and and we'll get to why that monopoly, you know, <laughs> gradually went down <laughs> shortly. Because, um, but yeah, we'll get to that. So basically, it was like, it was cheap to repair, and back in 1908. Um, at, at, at eight hundred twenty-five dollars, and which was which was a lot back then, which is about twenty-one grand to twenty-two grand today. The price fell every year from that. So he, yeah, he, he, that's um, another thing. Is like he wanted to make. He didn't want to just make money. He was like, I want it to be affordable so he can sell more. So he's like, every year they would like try to figure out a way to make the next unit more affordable. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and for the accessibility, Crazy good, I mean. yeah, no, it's it's yeah. something that we don't do these yeah. days, um, and it's it should be should be really looked at doing again. 
Um, basically, yeah, it was a really, really Revolu- revolutionized the whole it industry. Did. It did. Um, Ford created a huge publicity machine. So, uh, basically, um, for, Henry Ford in, in himself was was he, he basically he he didn't love the spotlight, but he loved getting his news out there. Yeah. And um, so, for the release of his cars, they were always press, always you know yeah. newspapers. It was about his car. It wasn't just about making the car. It was about like selling it to the people, letting making people aware of it. Um, yeah, you Spray, can have a car. Spraying the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, back then, now if you say you can have a car, it's like it's just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Back then, it was like I can have like a farmer can have a car. What? Yeah, I'm, of I'm, course. I make no money, but I can I can afford one. Yeah, wow, this, exactly. is, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, in 1913, Ford introduced the moving assembly belts uh, into his plants. Now, this is what is what changed changed yeah. the game basically. Uh, which in, 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 uh, which enabled an you know, enormous increase in production because the cars would be constantly on, on yeah. the line. And, you know, this is like the Ford assembly line that everyone talks about. Yeah. This is, he completely changed the face of mechanical production. It, 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 that's exactly what he did. Basically, um, from there, it's, we are, if you, if you walk into like a, into a production field, okay, it won't look exactly like that, but it's the same premise. Um, so when you hear us, oh, it's coming down the line or, or yeah. yeah, or, uh, my dad walked it off the line. Um, <laughs> inside joke. Inside joke. Um, yeah, it, it's, we, we won't discuss that anymore. Um, but basically, but by 1926, the Model T had been around a really long time, and its competitors were like were regaining monopoly of the market because you know it, it was an old, outdated design, yeah. and everyone was like, okay, well, we're going to better that. Because when the Model T came out in 1908, yeah. So by 1926, it's the same old Model T. They keep, you know, just like getting a bit. Yeah, 18 years the same car. Yeah, that wouldn't fly. In <laughs> but you see, this is where this is where we get to understand a bit more about Ford or Henry, in, in, in because he's like, well, why would people want to upgrade the the, the Model T's? Every car, all the car a person could could need, and um, but with cap, with capitalism. Yeah. Um, I guess you know people are like oh well this car's got a window yeah. or you know this car <laughs> this car's got something else. Why would I buy something that's really old that doesn't have any of these features when these new when these new cars do? Yeah. Um, he was very hard on his son yeah. uh, Edsel Ford. His son Edsel Ford was the one who was like you know we should be trying to maybe push things a little for- further. Like you've you've done your thing now let me do my thing and we'll push it even further. Yeah, so so we can we can get we can get better. But he's he's done. Henry Ford, if, if you, <laughs> by the end of this, you realize he was a very stubborn man. Um, but he really, um, you know, he didn't want to change the, change the Model T at all. And the Model T, T pretty much cha- remained unchanged. Like, the, the, there was little changes here and there, but until until the Model A came out in... Um, 1927. 1927, which, um, which was the result from Edsel from uh, saying, bloody hell, Dad, just, just, yeah. just change it already. <laughs> Um, because that'd be the equivalent of having the AU Falcon still running today, wouldn't it? I, I always love bringing up the <laughs> AU Falcon. <laughs> the AU. Shout out! Shout out to the AU. Um, it's the butt of everybody's jokes at the moment in Australia. <laughs> oh, like I said, w- would you be happy with that car running around? If the, comparing the cars that we have today, I mean, look, would I, you buy an AU? I would buy. I mean, actually, no. You don't get to answer that question. Everyone else, would you buy an AU Falcon today, a brand new, compared to other cars that are available? I don't know enough. Per, I mean, personally, me, no. But then there was that story of your friend who had the indestructible AU. He's so, I mean, it's got destroyed that car. It's got points, you know. It's got points. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like the look. Yeah, so, yeah. so Nathan's just seen no. a picture of the AU. Felt. He's just I laughing. Mean, uh, it's, okay, it's, oh, the, it's the ugly duckling, um, <laughs> but it was very well engineered and it was a very good car. <laughs> but it was just it was terrible. <laughs> but just just to the point of yeah. 
when you when you consider a car that's been in the market for eighteen years with minor changes, um, things change a lot. Oh, they do. And and this is at a time when like growth was like huge in the, in the states. Like it, it was mm. just car companies were springing up left, right, and center. And yeah, it, it was, it was, was b- before the depression. Yeah, where everything was kind of going okay. Um, and at this stage, Ford was really trying to make the working man a good man, like like trying to trying to make yeah. him. Trying to say, okay, well, you know, you if can- you make the lives of your workers better, they're going to work more, and they're going to be happier at work, they're going to be more productive, yeah. and so there'll be more more productivity, more stuff will be cre- created, and and yeah. So basically, he made the five dollar wage. So basically, um, yeah. Oh, one thing is like after the Model A, that's when they started the uh, annual model change. Ah, uh, yes. So he pretty much, now you know now it's normal. Every year there's the 2017, the 2018 model, the 2019 yeah. model, the 2020 model. It's because of the um, Model A. Because the Model A started that. So before that, it's like there'd be one model for many years. Yeah. Now it's like every year there's like the new updated version. There's an update, version. yeah. There's a change that, you know, it's, yeah. it's essentially, you know, uh, making the car better but yeah. on the same platform. But yeah, anyway, yeah, uh, Ford was like trying to implement better wages for his workers. Welfare capitalism. Yeah. Which, so it was designed to improve, you know, the lot of his employees and yeah. especially which, reduce the, the heavy turnover of workers. $5 per day sounds like nothing, but back then... It's like $120 a day. It's like uh, now it's like paying someone $120 an hour pretty much. Oh, okay. No, yeah. Because, I mean, $120 a day is probably not... I mean, it's been pretty normal for us now. Yeah. But I feel like for five dollars back then, that was huge. That's just just huge. to work to work in a, to work yeah. in, a, in a car factory, basically. Yeah. Especially because the the original wage was like two dollars. Yeah, it was it was so $2 adding $2 three. It's like if you get paid if you get paid twenty dollars an, an hour now. Imagine getting paid fifty dollars an hour now. Like it's pretty much you know pretty pretty huge difference. You treat your workers well, they'll be happy. Exactly. Yeah. Workers are more. Productive. And that that was Ford's philosophy. Is like he was like you know if we if we make everyone want to work here, then we'll be more productive. And also like other uh, the best mechanics in Detroit flocked to Ford. Well, yeah. yeah, you're getting a good wage. <coughs> yeah. You get the best people. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, all all the best people. So so it cut the costs. Of you know training and it raised productivity and it meant it meant more expertise in their own factory. Yep, and it again you know really changed the game for for just the the average man the average, yep. the, average the average worker yeah. which was um you know, which was unheard of to to, to you know to, to work like that and get five dollars a day. Basically, he Ford himself wanted the wanted the people that worked for him to be able to afford the cars they, they'd be they'd be making exactly. So he's like, well, they can't afford the cars they're making on two dollars a day. They'll be able to do it on five dollars a day. Yeah. Um. And you know, and, and and by by them making cars, then then buying the, it's good for the economy. It's you know, it, it's it's stimulating the economy. It's stimu- not only making him rich, but um, <laughs> it, it's it's just it's good for good for everybody. Well, that also ties it back into the sort of worker mindset. Well, why would you want to work at a company where you're making a product which you know how it makes? You probably know. How roughly how much it costs to manufacture? Yeah, but you, you can't even afford. You it. can't afford it yourself. Yep. It's sort of like a motivational thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's stuff like that that made Ford uh, really respected. Mm. He did have ideas of though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> About what how, how his workers should, should conduct be. their personal lives. So he he um he had he had a social, <laughs> social department, department that's right. of like investigators who would make sure his workers weren't drinking. Or you know, uh, gambling, being gambling. dead, being deadbeat dads. Yeah, so it's like it was like you had to be a perfect person to, in order to get the the wage. And uh, later, in later, he like realized that he was being a bit intrusive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so he kind of backed off. 
Um, but basically, he had the the five day. Um, he also introduced the five day work week, which was basically um, pretty so, much what we do now. Yeah, forty hour work week, five days a week, five days a week. Um, so basically, so he's pretty much responsible for that as well. Yeah. So basically, at that point, we were doing six days a week, but like I think less hours uh, during the day. I think so. So he's like, well, you know, they need they need to have more time for their life, for their leisure time. Yeah. So he he cared about his workers and that. He's like, you know, you need to relax. You don't just have to come to work, 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 work. Yeah. Um, you know, and by by doing that, they can they can say, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the local Ford dealer and, and buy a car. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, and, his idea was like they have more time for for leisure and then also have more time to buy products. <laughs> Play the long game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> and again, when you say you work nine to five, five days a week, that's pretty much a standard working working week. Yeah. Anywhere. Um, but Ford was. Uh, Against at this time, labor unions were really, really starting to, to to rise, and Ford was like, "No, yeah. I don't like this at all." Like in, in one way, I'm like completely against his idea, like because I'm you know left leaning, so I'm like, yep. "No, labor union is important." But I'm like, I understand what because what what his idea was like the company should be satisfying the workers enough, yep. and being productive enough that you don't need. Of like groups of workers like banding you know, together, yeah. Uh, you know, banding together and 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 um, what do you call it? Striking. So his idea was like, if we if we do our jobs right, they don't then have we to don't, do that. We don't need labor unions, but it's like now it's like yeah, you kind of need labor unions. No, I mean, it's <laughs> so like you need it's prote- you need some worker protection. protection yeah, yeah but, he's good in theory. Like, yeah. sure, you shouldn't need a union, but that's not what they're for. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. they're for because just in case. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but given his, I guess, mindset. He was providing the workers with far more than the average employer. He was. So to see that kind of be thrown in the face, like, no, we're still going to band together and teach you a lesson, kind of, it, it would hurt to... It'd be slap in the face. Yeah. And I, I think that's... He was, very, he was a very proud man, Ford. So I, I think mm. that would have hurt his pride, saying, well, my workers love me. Why, yeah. why, why would they turn against me for? Although like, it's like if he has his own army of personal spies taking <laughs> up everyone, that could rub people the wrong way a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like maybe that's a union oh, man. sort of cause. This is only the beginning <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. of the stuff he got it's, into. It's, it, it's a nosedive from here. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, yeah, he, he, was, he was against the, the labor unions, but he, in the end... Through it, through enough of a barrage, I guess, and from from Edsel as yeah. well. Um, he's like, you know what? Okay, I'll do it. And he ended up doing the best for like it was, it was like out of out of all the, the the big car companies at the time, he was like he offered the best thing for for his workers in an agreement with the union. So I guess kind of he kind of wanted to well, he, he's in that aspect, his mindset of what they should have was kind of what what was on par anyway. Yeah. Um, now people, have, you guys would have heard the time Fordism, I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry. It's he, he he didn't like he didn't come up with it, but it's like he actually hated the term. Yeah, but pe- <laughs> people started coming up with this term for like a, a, a economic and social system uh, called Fordism, which is about you know industrialized, standardized mass, mass production, production and mass con- consumption. So there was like three three main points in Fordism, which yep. is standardization of a product, assembly lines. And you know, giving workers uh, uh, higher living wages so they can afford to purchase yeah. the products they make. Yeah. So um, it's it was all it was all say okay, this is what Ford did. We're gonna we're gonna make it into an ism pretty yeah. much. And yeah. You know, so pretty much like pretty much what uh, businesses are doing now is in some way a continuation of Fordism. Okay. There you go. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because before I mean, guess before Fordism, it was like they didn't have nah. assembly lines. They didn't have uh, living wages. So, Standardization of the product. Yeah, yeah. Of course, everything's evolved now to be much different, but it's like you know. 
It has its roots in Fordism. Yeah. It, it kind of makes you wonder, though, like, if Ford wasn't around, if we'd be where we are today in that aspect. Probably like, not. Probably like, be different. It'd be, it might... It might it, oh, I feel like that sort of technology would have come from elsewhere, maybe, like... And it, um, it, would, it would have been figured out, I reckon, but it would have taken a lot longer. Yeah, it would have been figured out, for sure. But um, probably somewhere like Germany or... Maybe another sort of uh, industrial sort of country might have come up with it sooner or later. Yeah. We're going. We're going to talk about Germany soon. Yeah. <laughs> the best actually, part. Matt, Matt. Before we get into that, uh, should, would, actually, no, no, no. We'll go in order because we don't want to end on the Germany stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. We'll get rid of that. Um, um, we'll go, I mean, we'll go through that now. By this time, it's World War One. Yeah. And Ford, Henry Ford, he hated Ford. Ford was a pacifist, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I thought he would be gung ho, like let's make all the tanks. But he was like, no, I hate war. Yep. He thought. People like himself, who were big industrialists and businessmen, were all war profiteers. He's yep. like, the only reason there's wars is because people, rich people like me, are financing, uh, getting money off he's it. He's not wrong. Which he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. And so he was uh, highly critical of those he felt financed war. So um, basically, uh, when the US entered the war in 1917, yeah. um, the company became a you know, major supply yeah. of weapons. And That's another thing. Is like because the U.S. didn't join World War One until towards the end, um, and then he started making the Liberty engines for the old yeah. World War One planes. It's like, well, now he's kind of being a bit hypocritical. <laughs> he's like, well, before the U.S. joined, I hate war. After the U.S. joined, let's make engines for the planes. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, that was a peacekeeping money, effort. Right? It, it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All day. All day. All day. Every day. So it's like you can kind of see where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's like war profiteering. He's kind of if everybody's doing it, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like that guy, um, that that dodgy, you know, like older high school kid. And he's like, I got some cigarettes. Do you want some? And you're and you're like, like no, I, I don't smoke. And he's like, come on, it, it, you're gonna get there eventually. Like, oh, all right. Just... <laughs> um, all the cool kids. All the cool kids are doing it. Um, so. World War Two came along, um, but this time Henry Ford's getting quite old, and um, his mental state, I guess, kind of mm. went a bit haywire. Yeah. So basically, Ford ins- insisted that the, that the war was the product of greedy finance, as we've previously mentioned. Yeah. So, so World War Two happens. He's like the same things happening as World War One. All these greedy finance, you know, people uh, profiting, war profiteers. And in finances, he meant um, yeah. a certain type of people. Yeah. Should we? No, we'll, 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 we'll wait, get to we'll that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, Ford lined up behind the war effort when the US entered it late, in late 1941. Yeah. yeah. But but before, yeah. Oh, we'll, 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 get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. that. We'll move this part down to this part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you, you can take over, I'll, I'll take All right. Because <laughs> I'm just going to laugh. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh. Uh, we had a trigger warning on my show. Should we have trigger warning for this? Yeah, okay, yeah, bring it up. <laughs> no, people are too soft. Like this is this actually happened. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, again, uh, the U.S. didn't enter World War Two until uh, later into the war, and then of course by that point, you know, uh, Ford is going to go directly behind the U.S. and yep. give them as much uh, support as, as they can. Need, yeah. And so the first B twenty four bomber rolled off uh, his plant in Detroit that he made to to build planes which is cool. Yep. Um actually 900 or so were made I think at the at the at that plant in the end. Yeah, a lot a, a lot, lot were made, like yeah. it was really productive. Um now uh, Edsel Ford his son died prematurely in 1943. He was only in his 40s at the yeah, time. Yeah, he was young. Um and when he died um basically well he didn't tell his dad he was sick and yeah. until until right towards the end and cuz 
Henry Ford himself was so hard on his son because because he, he gave reins to his son, yeah. but he was still a controlling factor yeah. of Ford. And um, so what it, he'd never really let Edsel really be created because Edsel was like trying to push things, yeah, trying to make things happen. Like like you know, he he was really young and hip, and he had all these rich friends, which which Ed, which um, Henry Ford didn't like. Henry Ford's like, I don't like you going hanging out with these rich people and having mm. these big parties where you're getting all drunk and stuff. You know, it, it's not what the Ford, it's not what a Ford does basically. Um, and when, when, when he realized that his son was dying, uh, Edsel was like, no, sorry, uh, Henry was like, oh, well, you have to fix him because, because you, because you, you can, you can just do that. Like he thought he had that much power that he could just, uh, he could just, like, okay. he could just, just fix people. Throw money at doctors. Yeah. But, um, he, I think he, he, I think he had bowel cancer or it was, mm. was, was, was something, something serious and he, yeah. and he, and he passed away from it. And from there he just went, he, yeah. He uh, after his son died, Henry, in the thirties, Henry had a series of strokes but like then after his son died in 1943 it's like he started getting more and more like his mental capacity started fading, fading yeah. now we'll move on to the quote-unquote trigger section <laughs> um so before the before the u.s joined world war ii as i mentioned they didn't join until a little later uh ford was still doing business with nazi germany even though they were at war with england and, and other allied countries because the u.s wasn't involved he was like oh well, he was like oh you know might as well just keep uh <laughs> keep going give me stuff yeah <laughs> now uh ford had ideas as i mentioned some of them were really good and some of them were really bad uh this is really bad uh state for the record so in the in the 20s uh in the 1920s ford sponsored a weekly newspaper that published strongly anti-semitic views so you know we were talking about how Ford believed that a the lot finances. of a lot of these you know war profiteers was was pretty much code for Jewish people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but what's funny is like I was doing the research for some of this and I was like, he apparently he was one of the first major corporations to hire black workers, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently his factories didn't discriminate against Jewish workers. Um, and also, apparently, he hired women and handicapped men when it was uncommon as well. Did, yeah, so yeah. he was pretty, you know, far ahead of everyone else. In terms of that, he was like he, he um, yeah, he, 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 you know, after I watched a few documentaries on him, and he blew me away. Like when I went because this is at a time when, like, if you were handicapped, you're, you're like, you're, yeah, you're, you're done, you're, you're thrown, done, yeah. you're, you're on the street. So he was, um, yeah, yeah really, so really he was ahead. He was ahead of the curve in some places and really behind in other places. <laughs> Um, he also, uh, one of his private secretary, uh, Ernest Leibold, bought a newspaper for Ford called the Dearborn Independent, <laughs> um, which ran for eight years in the 1920s. And uh, this, again, would, uh, like, they would uh, have a lot of anti-Semitic articles. Now, I did read that Ford was not never involved in any of the writing of, of these and that only his name would be put on the front page or, or okay, as I author. Did, I, I didn't know that. I, I, thought, um, I thought he did write But speeches. the fact that he kind of, he would either, I don't know if he ever signed off on it uh, officially, but like he he definitely would have known that this was happening. Yeah. So even though other people, you know, like Leibold were writing these anti-Semitic things, it's like there's no way he didn't know about it. You know mm. what I'm saying? No, so it's like he's he's still at fault. But I don't think he ever sat down and wrote a manifesto against Jewish people himself. He, he actually ended up apologizing. Exactly. Uh, we'll yeah. talk about that later, where I thought was really interesting. One of the common slogans at the time is also being used in contemporary politics today. What's that? Uh, America First, which is a favorite by Donald Trump, uh, yeah. was used by um, people who didn't want to enter World War II, 
but oh, were nice. sort of oh, okay. not unsympathetic towards sort of Nazi Germany. Nazi Germany. Germany. They're just like, well, how about we just leave yeah. them alone and get on with our business? Hey, especially businessmen who are like, oh, no, we're making a lot of money with these German yeah. guys. It's like, let's not yeah. go to war so with it's them. It's just interesting to sort of parallel some of the comments and views by people and especially politicians at the time with today. Yeah. Because they sort of align a little bit. I do. Now, now Russia. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is where it gets really juicy. So, anti-Semitic articles from... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I didn't mean. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave well, that ha- in. We're going to go to a break first. Oh, okay. Um, it's getting juicy. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Um, we'll be. We'll be oh, jeez. I can't believe I just said that. Um, cut to break, cut to break, cut to break. We'll be, we'll be right Abandoned back. Abandoned ship. Eject, eject, eject. We'll be right back after this. That was Let Me Know. You're back on Car Talk uh, with Manny J that, um, by Kielia. Or, I, can't, I, can't, I can't even say that name properly. Um, she's really, she's a really cool artist, really cool song. Um, so we'll we'll get right back into it. Um, so, uh, so I was right in the middle of probably the, you know the <laughs> very juicy topic. As you <laughs> I didn't mean around. I didn't. That wasn't it a didn't joke. Mean I didn't it mean that, it that people, way. So. <laughs> um, I just like it. It gets it gets it gets uh, more insane from here. So basically, the the anti-Semitic articles written in the Dearborn, the Dearborn Independent were issued in a. F- in a, a in a book called the International Jew, the world's foremost problem, published in Germany. So the Nazis were publishing stuff from Ford's Ford, yeah. uh, newspaper, um, and Ford is the only American mentioned favorably in Mein Kampf. Adolf Hitler wrote, "Only a single great man, Ford, who to the Jews' fury still maintains full independence from the controlling masters of the producers in a nation of 120 million." There you go. This is funny. I always yeah. funny like when they say, "Oh, you know, Jews control the world." Whatever. I'm like, why is it always really rich men who control the world who always say Jews control the world? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 like it, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like scapegoating or it's like oh we re- we really control the world, so we have to pretend like there's some sort of Illuminati out there that are actually controlling the world, so people get angry at them, so we can continue doing our. You know what I mean? Um, I'm getting off track. No, 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 no I can, can completely agree. Like, yeah. I, I just, but uh, yeah. well, this is this is a bit of trivia. Like Hitler said, he regarded Ford as his inspiration, yeah. and uh, had a life-size portrait of Ford next to his desk. <laughs> so Hitler had a pure portrait of Henry Ford. Next a to life-size portrait. Yes. <laughs> I hope that's true. Uh, I don't know if it is. I'm pretty sure. Um, also, Hitler wanted the Volkswagen, which is the people's car, to be modelled after the Ford Model T. Because it's because of, I believe it was because it was easy to construct. And, yeah, and yeah, um, and and so everyone could have one. Yeah, uh, Ford also in the twenties, uh, Ford received uh, a, a an ambassador uh, of of Hitler, um, and was given a, a medal. Yeah, uh, the Grand Cross of the German Eagle, the highest yeah, high the highest medal Nazi Germany could bestow on a foreigner. <laughs> It's this is this is all crazy. But now now this is the part that that I that I that I sort of think's really interesting as yeah. well is like uh he was sued by the Anti-Defamation League like they're like you can't say all this anti-semitic yeah. stuff. And uh and he wrote uh an an apology um and he concluded the letter by saying my sincere hope that now in this country and throughout the world when the war is finished hatred of the Jews and hatred against any other racial or religious groups shall cease for all time. So I think he realized what he was doing yeah. was a bit off. Um, also, like we'll maybe talk about a bit later, how uh, Ford believed that by by making international corporations and by uh, um, sort of working together with with uh, you know across borders that peace uh, can be achieved. Yeah. Could be achieved. Um, and this is the best bit. I, I don't know if this is true. I couldn't. I, I'm not sure if the source on this is right. I hope it's true because it's crazy good. 
uh, bit of thing. But apparently, after the World War Two, when Ford was shown a newsreel footage of Nazi concentration camps, he was confronted confronted with the atrocities, which finally and un- unanswerably laid bare the bestiality of the prejudice to which he contributed. He collapsed with a stroke. Yeah. So he was like confronted by he all the bad it, yeah. stuff he had done. He he realized that all this bad stuff he had been saying was now um, becoming a reality. Becoming a reality in the form of the Holocaust. Yeah. Like it's crazy, and I hope that's true. That he saw that, and not that I hope that he has stroke, but I'm like I hope he saw that and he realized that. And I, I think you know if there was ever a Henry Ford movie, that would be a great moment. Yeah. You know what I mean. Actually, this should be a movie about Henry Ford. There was a couple of TV movies. There's documentaries in that. But, but it's like, I, I want like a big Scorsese. A feature, yeah, a like, feature film starring... Um, <laughs> Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Yeah, Leonardo. Leonardo. <laughs> it's always Leonardo. Yeah, it's always Leo. Scorsese. <laughs> if you're listening, Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Basically, um, Ford was also big in international business too. Yeah. So uh, Ford's goal was to produce a vehicle from scratch without relevance on foreign trade so he, he basically believed that uh, international trade and cooperation led to you know, as we mentioned uh, international yeah. peace so um <laughs> at one stage he uh, within his older years when um he wasn't as strong in the company he he created or tried to create foodlandia yeah he tried to create a uh, rubber plantation in the amazon jungle uh in this big like giant uh like it wasn't just a factory. It was like I think people lived, lived there, there yeah. and it was like this whole compound called Fordlandia, um, which failed completely. <laughs> but like his idea, his, were there going to be theme park rides? No, no, no. God, he, his, so. his idea was that workers would live near the factory, that um, that they'd have everything they need, and that Ford itself would generate all the materials that it needed. To produce everything. So he wouldn't have to go to foreign investors or, or to other companies to get steel and rubber for his cars. He would make, or Ford would make everything and then make that to make his car. I mean, in theory, I, I get what he was trying to do. Yeah. Like, it it, it, it kind of makes sense. Self-reliance. Yeah. Which is also strange because like he, he believed in international you know, business, peace by, yeah. by business, but, it's like, but he wanted to be self-sufficient. Sufficient. So I don't know how those things connect, but it's interesting. Again, um, like... Uh, we'll get to Ford Australia a bit later, James. But um, but like, he's like his later career. He 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 did. He opened of, up a bit. I yeah. think bef- at first he was a bit like Ford should be American, and and then he's like slowly opened up and started making Ford plants in like all around the world. And he, and he began to realize, um, you know, after all the time of being you know so uh, stubborn, that maybe giving way to some of some of the other ideas from other people would be would be would be good. Yeah. So his son died pretty much with. I think his son believed that his dad didn't want him to do anything right, basically. Okay. So um, I think after his son died, uh, or after Edsel died, um, Henry Ford, especially, he, he was a changed man. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So when um, when when Edsel when Edsel died in, in 1943, um, Ford took over presidency again. But by this point, he had yeah you know, he was a very sick man. He had strokes and heart yeah. attacks. Oh, we're um, going to skip Ford Australia and do that last? Yeah, we'll do Ford Australia last. Okay, um, cool. Because I, I guess it kind of in, yeah. impacts on us a bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he um, basically, at, it, after him, um, it was Henry Ford, uh, Big Hank the Deuce, uh, Henry, <laughs> Henry Ford II, um, which was Edsel's son. His grandson, yeah. yeah took, uh, Henry Ford's grandson. Yeah, t- t- took over, took over um, pretty much the controlling reins. Yeah. Um, and a bit, a bit of trivia for you, there's always been a Ford uh, and the Ford bloodline in control of Ford, which is um, pretty unbelievable. Even to this day? Even to this day, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that would have changed hands There's by now. There's always been a Ford at the head of at the head of Ford, That's which is um, which is p- 
pretty. That's that's the end uh, of at the end of the movie. You know how Ghost fades to black and there's the white text. It'll it's say still... there's always been a Ford, a Ford. bloodline. You know. <laughs> Come up with the photos. And like... well, Scorsese, give me a call, man. Actually, no. Scorsese even can't get a ma- movie made, even though he's like the greatest. So <laughs> we're doomed. Pitch, pitch it to Netflix. Yeah, pitch yeah, yeah. Netflix. Give me a call. Senior <laughs> Spielberg. Have you seen that South Park episode where they they want to get a show made, so they just call Netflix? Is like, and at Netflix answers the phone. You're green, like Netflix. You're greenlit. Like they they just green, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they greenlight all shows that's automatically. A, that's a superhero. A couple of episodes. That's yeah. a good episode. Yeah. I like that episode. <laughs> South Park. Sorry, we got off track. Uh, we should just talk about South Park. Um, but yeah, basically, he um, he began his health. Yeah, his health began. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of heart attacks, a lot of strokes, and then yeah, when he died, his grandson took over. No, before he died, his grandson he took, took over. over. Yeah. And then Henry Ford died on April 7, 1947, of a cerebral hemorrhage at Fairlane, his estate in Dearborn. I'm assuming the Ford Fairlane, Fairlane is named after his estate. Um, I'm not too sure about that. That's actually I just thought question. that was yeah, interesting. Because Fairlane, yeah. Because so, yeah, he, where he lived was called Fairlane. So it, it's, he it's, died at the age of 83. It probably makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah it, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they didn't. Mm. I should I should really research. Do you have a pet falcon that was his favorite? <laughs> <laughs> and a Mustang he rode to work every day. Um, oh jeez, they, they they're terrible jokes. But yeah, he was um. What was really interesting about Ford's death is that when when he died, so many so many oh, yeah. people came to came, came to view view his casket. Five thousand people per hour came to view the casket. <laughs> and Could you imagine that? <laughs> I, I saw I saw again in that documentary there was footage of, of his death, um, of you know of where he was, mm. and there wasn't just white people. There was black people. There was you know yeah. all different people there. No Jews. <laughs> no, no. I think by this point, yeah, uh, the, he, he was chill. I, I think I, I, I don't think I wrote it down, but by this point, the Jewish community had sort of forgiven him, him yeah. and he had sort of like started to, you know, uh, change his views and and sort of apologize for that. Um, and I think that, I, I should have written it down, but they even said like the Jewish community came out and were like, "No, we kind of forgive him um, for that." They like built a bridge or whatever. Um, bit of bit of personal knowledge about him. He, he was a Freemason. Yep. Um, and he also was one of the first people to be anti-smoking. That's what I thought was really interesting because this was back in the day where everyone smoked. Yeah, back in the day Even, when seven out of ten doctors recommend a certain yeah, type of cigarette. Yeah, as soon yes. as as soon as you yes. as soon as you came out the womb, you had a cigarette in your mouth, pretty much. Um, you know, the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. How did we survive that period? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so he was like one of the early people who like would like. Um, print anti-smoking pamphlets and like uh, send them to his workers and stuff because yeah. I mean from a certain logical sense you could see that it's not good for you like obviously if doctors are saying it's not that bad it's not that bad but it's like it, for a man at sort of a stature you can probably see people get sick from it like you know cough, a but that's, cough and all that sort of stuff yeah. thinking can it be really like you know is it really that benign the real secret is he just used to hate ash cigarette ash in his cars <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and it was just like yeah, that's it like, I, don't, I don't want to put the ashtrays in anymore no I wonder if, yeah I wonder if Ford's had cigarette lighters <laughs> he was like no no oh the power's gonna go out we better hurry up yeah, well, the storm's coming storm, storm alright this is my favourite part of trivia in uh, Aldous Huxley's 1932 novel Brave New World uh, society is organised on Fordist lines the years are dated AF or Arno Ford uh, as, in, in, <laughs> as, in, as in the year of our Ford uh, the, expre- <laughs> the expression my Ford is used instead of my Lord um, and the Christian cross is replaced with a capital T for the Model T 
Uh, I read that book Brilliant. a long time ago, but it's like now just it's so like it's so good. Like there's a bit where they go to like the church and they're all like Ford is so great. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like talking about God, they're talking about Ford. Hell Ford. <laughs> yeah, Ford. Um, may the Ford be with you. May the Ford be yeah. with you and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually like, uh, that's actually a really good novel. It's like pretty, you know, now it's like corporations are in everyone's consciousness. Yeah. It's like Steve Jobs was a god, you know, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And for that noise you can hear in the background, people, that oh, is... Um, is that hail? That is, I think yeah. that's probably hail. That we, is, we better hurry up before you drown. Heavy storms coming up. Oh, oh, let's, get to, oh, wait, let's, get to, let's get to Ford Australia, Ford Australia before we run out of before before we, power we, goes yeah, out. Yeah, we have no power. Basically, the Ford Motor Company of Australia Limited, trading as Ford Australia, which is what we have here, um, basically it was a subsidiary... subsidiary can I ever say this word? Subsidiary. Sub, subsidiary. I'm going to teach you coming to that. Uh, of the United States-based you know, Ford Motor Company. You know what I thought was really interesting is that it was originally an uh, Ford Australia was originally an outpost for Ford Canada. Oh, so right. what 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 Henry Ford did was he was like I'm going to open up the Ford factories for international distribution. Yep. He's like for the commonwealth I give it to Canada because I don't think he liked the Brits or something. <laughs> yeah, I think the Brits came later but it was like Canada first because yep. they're close I guess and they're closest to Americans. And he's like and then cuz Canada and, and Australia are part of the commonwealth um, they opened the Geelong, uh, Geelong plant. plant in in uh, in 1925 as an outpost of uh, uh, of the Ford Motor Company of Canada. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I, 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 had, no, I had no idea. That. Yeah. Um, basically, they, they started by creating Model Ts. Yeah. Um, Assembled from complete knockdown kits, where they would send all the parts from from the in states boxes, in boxes, yeah. and then when they get to the Geelong plant, they'd oh, just put uh, it together. Uh, like mechano kits just uh, <laughs> put them together <laughs> one bolt here and a, and, a, and a nut there and there we go um, basically yeah so nevertheless um, we started to adopt a lot of American cars at the time and it was Ford Australia that introduced the ute or the, the utility or pickup truck okay that makes sense yeah so so, yeah, so, so, so basically um, I, the plans were sent back and forward to, 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 to the states I yeah. believe and it got, it got, it got green lit um, but yeah, the Falcon, which we, we've known to love here, and was with the, had the Falcon for the longest amount of time, was originally a, a US model. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was fully Australian, but it was originally... It started U- as an American car. Yeah. Um, but the first ones were so unreliable because <laughs> they weren't built for Australian conditions. They came in, they just fell apart. Yeah. Um, they had to be re- re-engineered and re-adapted to, make, to meet Australian conditions, and now they were like yeah. unbelievably strong after Now that. they're like the most iconic Australian car. I, think, I still think they are. I, I, you know, I mean, there's a debate I mean, about the Commodore. Commodore and, and Falcon, I guess. Sandman. Sam, Sam, that's best. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get to our last break, and then we'll be right back after this. You're back on Car Talk with Manny J. We are about to end. We, 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 we are about to, about like, to, to lose wash the power. Um, Storms here. What did you guys think about Ford? Uh, in your in your idea of revolutionary or bit of a nut? Bit of both. Bit of both, really? Yeah. You're kind of one without the other? Yeah, bit of both. It seems like that, like Howard Hughes and, and like Disney, all great men who changed the world are also insane. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, like even D- Disney was anti Semitic. Uh, Howard Hughes went nuts. <laughs> um, like it, it just seems that even Steve Jobs was apparently a big nutter. So um, you know, yeah, I mean, apparently, yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much confirmed. That's documented. Confirmed, yeah. So you know, like uh, I guess to change the world, you have to be a big psycho and and super rich. A bit crazy. Yeah, a little bit crazy. <laughs> but yeah, um, his legacy though, like as, again, as I said, it's stands no bounds. Yeah. Like, it, it is what it pretty is. much. Everything today in terms of cars and 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 automated production is thanks to Ford, and also like, you know, maybe even like workers' uh, wages and stuff probably started with him too. I'm sure you know there are other you know other influences, but 
you know, like the, the, the impact he had on the world is still being felt today. Um, but that is all we've got time for on the, on the show. I know it's, it's a bit of a bit of a difference from our usual all about specials when we talk about a specific car or, or, or a general, general show, but it needed to be said. Yeah. I, I think cause, it's important to address the people behind it. Yeah. And, um, a lot of people probably don't know about him. Yeah. You know, even though everyone's heard of Ford, but they don't know of Henry Ford. That's good. We can have a laugh and we all learn something. Yeah. yeah. We, we all learnt, um, you know, his, his different <laughs> ideas. ideas. Um, but in t- I think by the end of his life, he, he, he got the respect back he deserved. Um, it wasn't a fully back, but um, and still today it isn't. But in terms of what he did for for the world, I'd say he, he's one of the most important men of all time. Yeah. Um, James, give your show a plug. Man vs. Movies, every Tuesday at 6pm, 98.9 Northwest FM. Uh, you can like and share the Man vs. Movies Facebook page, Man vs. Movies. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And the podcast is on iTunes, Shout Engine, or on your regular podcasting app. You should be able to find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Cool. Uh, our show is 7 p.m. every Tuesday night. Car Talk with Manny J. Listen to Dr. Rock on Monday nights and Thursday nights. He's always good listening. Uh, for your pleasure and um, the Thursday waffle with his mate Fitzy I won't be here next week I'm stuck at work Boxing Day lovely <laughs> um, but uh, I'll be back the week after so I don't, I don't think you're going to be here James yeah either. I probably yeah. won't be in next week unfortunately yeah so um, Merry Christmas have a, have a lovely and safe New Year um, drive safe especially out in the conditions today it's a good time for you know, to be with your family and stuff so really um, just, 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 just take it easy out there um and I'll see you guys in the new year. May the Ford be with you. May the Ford be with you. <laughs> and the and the Model T also with you. <laughs> Do the, um, the sign of the Model T. Model T. <laughs> Would it be, it'd be shoulder, right shoulder, left shoulder, and then belly button. Belly button. <laughs> um, yeah, so may, may, may the Ford be with you uh, in, in light of this, the early Star Wars that we're talking about tonight. <laughs> um, but thanks, you guys, for coming on. So it's a pleasure, of course. Yeah, like and share our, um, our Facebook page. It's Car Talk with Manny J. I probably just mentioned that. And we've got our, we're on iTunes as well as we're on Shout Engine. So listen, if you listen to podcasts either way, we're on there. Um, so I'll see you guys in two weeks. Have a Merry Christmas and take it easy.